Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listener discretion is advised here. I'm throwing in a disclaimer to note that um, I'm putting in a trigger warning because there are some sensitive topics in this episode. Um, They have to do with sadomasochism, um, sexual violence, child abuse, um, and exploitation, which may be triggering and sensitive to some of you listening. Um, And I completely understand. No hard feelings. You're more than welcome to skip this episode. Tune into some of the other ones that are on this podcast or I'll see you in the next one. If you're still with me, of course, we're talking about the Balenciaga campaign. The Balenciaga campaign is how I'm going to call it. And I think how it's going to be known for quite some time, at least a year, which is a lifetime in the marketing and advertising world um, since we're bombarded with hundreds, if not thousands of ads a week. And uh, we remember, I don't know, like point one percent of them right most of the time you forget an ad like five seconds after you see it right so let's talk about it first i'm gonna let you google here are some things you can put into google while you're here balenciaga scandal oh and go to images um balenciaga scandal balenciaga child campaign balenciaga office campaign balenciaga adidas campaign balenciaga advertising scandal Balenciaga suing for $25 million scandal. Okay. (laughs) So now that you've Googled and you clicked over to images, we are right on the same page. Um, Everybody's been blowing up my phone, either sending me like articles from this uh, controversy or asking for my opinion. So here it is, my unsolicited opinion. Um, I do want to note that I don't work for Balenciaga. I'm not affiliated with them. I've never worked for them. Um, So I don't know a lot of maybe the internal things that are going on. I, I just know what's in the press. Um, I know what's being discussed in the media and, and I'm using my expertise as somebody who, um, is an art director who has been on set, who knows what goes into advertising campaigns, um, who has both art directed and executed advertising campaigns, um, for small and big brands alike. That's the opinion I'm giving. This is the perspective that I'm giving. Um, so there are two controversial, uh, Balenciaga campaigns circulating. Um, and I think they've kind of been grouped into one because there are some common themes, namely, uh, child exploitation, but, um, they are actually two separate campaigns. One of them you will see is in the office setting. And also interestingly enough, I made a reel like two weeks ago when the Balenciaga Adidas campaign came out that I thought it was interesting that they kind of released 
the campaign, even though the collection was debuted a lot earlier, but they released the campaign like right as Kanye was pushed out of the Balenciaga uh, Yeezy relationship. And then Bella Hadid was was the face of the campaign, which if if you're familiar, she um, is really big into social justice advocacy and and, um, social justice issues. So it was interesting that she was in that campaign. But in any case, there are two distinct campaigns with a common theme of child exploitation circulating in the interwebs that Balenciaga has commissioned and executed. Um, the first one you'll see is in the office setting, and the second one involves children. You'll see just children posed, and usually it's in like a bedroom or a living room scenario. So the office campaign has references to cannibalistic child sacrificial references, um, uh, rituals, excuse me, references to cannibalistic sacrificial rituals of children. Um, There's also a supposedly misplaced uh, document that happens to be a court case on virtual child pornography. Those are amongst just two very horrific and questionable things to include in something like that. Um, The second campaign concerns children, and you'll see just children like standing posed facing the camera. I think some of the the shots also feature children laying down like on the couch or something like that, but most of them are just standing like facing the camera. Um, The photographer of that specific campaign was Gabriele Galimberti, um, and he actually was hired, I believe, for his artistic style because if you Google him, a lot of his photographs, specifically of children, he is, I believe, like famous for photographing kids, are, they're posed that way in kind of that same setting and composition um, and artistic style. Now, if you look at the Balenciaga photos featuring children, you will note immediately that they're holding stuffed animals. Same stuffed animals that were on the runway. Except it's a little weird that a kid would be holding those, right? When I first saw them in the kid's hands, specifically there was one, I believe it's the child on the pink bed. I was like, oh, steampunk steampunk teddy. And then when I saw the other one, I was like, hold on, this is weird. It's like literally in BDSM bondage wear. And then in front of the child, there are liquor glasses like there are wine glasses and champagne flutes which is just think it's a strange setting for a child to be in um and also considering that in order for child models to appear in a campaign their parents have to approve their appearance it's not you know they're they're minors they're not of age to make their own approvals and to express consent which unfortunately is a theme here um, so it was strange, uh, in that regard. Now, what's the controversy, right? In general, like I said before, the themes between the two distinct concepts, one in the office, the other with children, features references to child exploitation, whether that be literal or subliminal, right? And Balenciaga is suing the set designer and photographers 
for $25 million because of their errors, supposedly. Oh, we had no idea that this was featured in, in, the, in, the, in the photos. And we had no idea this was put in the set. And we had no idea they would take pictures like that. So I saw a bunch of comments. And it was interesting because there were lawyers commenting. There were, like, creative directors commenting. There were all types of people, different people commenting. And it was interesting to see that the, the, the lawyers were like, well, I mean, how could you, you could, like, would you notice if that was accidentally placed in there? And how would, you know, how would you know if, if something was accidentally added to the set? For me, as somebody who has been involved in the creation of concepts and actually be on set. I can tell you that one, not only do concepts, and we talked about this in the Kendall Jenner Pepsi episode, not only do advertising concepts go through rounds and rounds of approvals. In an empire like Caring, who I would argue is responsible for this, in addition to Balenciaga, because Caring owns Balenciaga, this goes through rounds and rounds of approval. What people don't understand, aside from the fact that advertising can be a flop for the consumer, right? It can it cannot resonate with the consumer as we see here. Like people might be like, oh, I don't want to necessarily buy something because this is like I don't relate to this campaign. I get it. This is weird, right? It can also be detrimental to the reputation, not only of the brand for, of course, for something like Caring and Balenciaga, maybe that doesn't matter as much because they have incredible privilege that some brands don't have. And that being said, let's say it was a smaller brand that released a campaign like this. They would be gone immediately. They would be obliterated, canceled permanently because they don't have the status. They don't have the funds. They don't have the influence to bounce back. The reason why Balenciaga is able to play with controversy so much is because they understand that they have a privilege that a lot of other brands don't have. They have the privilege to release products that are not commercial, that are purely quote-unquote artistic, right? They have the privilege to invest into campaigns when they technically don't need to do any marketing. Like the, the consumers do marketing for them. The media does it. The, the, the entertainers do it, right? People who feature and name drop Balenciaga in their music do it for them, right? They don't technically need to do these campaigns. They're able to play with controversy and polarization so much because they know that they can bounce back. We've just seen this with Ye. Like, Ye was dropped by Adidas by Balenciaga, despite the fact that they have ideal brand fit, I think, because they both play with controversy in order to stay relevant, in order to, to stay top of mind. So he was dropped by them, by a bunch of other big brands. A lot of people were expressing backlash towards him, like Gigi Hadid and, and, and a lot of other industry people, right? Um, Gabriella Karifa Johnson, like all a lot of of powerful people in the fashion industry were expressing their disdain for him and yet when you look at footage from complex con he practically shut down complex con when he was there which shows that like he still is a big part of of culture despite the fact that what he did was very detrimental to society and harmful to people and re-traumatized people with his anti-semitic remarks and everything else right um 
so Balenciaga understands that they have that same privilege as well. Um, and so Balenciaga suing the photographers and the set designer for $25 million to me is absolutely ridiculous because like I said, I've been involved in creating concepts. This goes through so many rounds of approvals, especially if it's a big brand, especially if the advertising could be detrimental to the reputations of investors, of celebrity affiliates, of employees, and anybody else within the internal structure of the company. That was my point. That advertising is not only detrimental to the consumer, something like this could not only be detrimental to the consumer and traumatizing for, for a, a customer or somebody who likes the brand for its aesthetic or design or style like in the media, but also it could be detrimental to investors and stakeholders and like I said, celebrity affiliates like Kim Kardashian or, or you know, Christine Quinn or even Dimna Guasale himself if he was in fact not involved in approving this campaign which I don't know right it could be detrimental to reputations of employees of the children that are featured in this campaign um of the cat the crew that was involved um and and more than just the consumer so because of that, and because it, because um, the company doesn't want to lose its value and doesn't want to lose sales, they gr- go through an incredibly meticulous process of scrutinization of all of their marketing collateral before the public sees it. That's also why, like, I remember I was talking with a friend of mine, I was like, oh my god, this was a quite some time ago and I was like oh my god I just got off set we've been there for like eight hours she's like what were you doing there for eight hours you have to like reshoot things you're like oh no 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 no. this is wrinkly this doesn't look good this is not gonna translate correctly that's not supposed to be there this is dirty whatever or or in a in a situation like this maybe like um what's that book doing there that's weird you zoom into everything. It's incredibly meticulous in, in, in the process of scrutinization. And yes, you can miss something. It's one thing if it's like one misplaced document or like one misplaced object. But it's another thing when it's like, okay, one misplaced document, sure, let's just say that. I don't know. But then there's a common theme throughout all the rest of these supposedly random props that have to do with child exploitation. Then you release another campaign that straight up features children holding teddy bears in like BDSM bondage gear. That's just like way too much to be coincidental, you know? So even if it was, I don't know, but I did from a consumer perspective and also from a creative direction perspective, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking there was clearly a concept here and the concept was, you know, sexual violence and maybe bdsm sadomasochism child exploitation child abuse i don't know that's just what i'm seeing right so when it becomes a pattern like that then it's like okay that's there's clearly a concept here but even in the office setting right 
This is where it falls short, because if you look at the ones with children, everything is very meticulously laid out, right? Everything has a place. All the, like, Balenciaga products are in front of the child. The chains, the earrings, the, like, card holders, everything, the the mat, all of it is, like, very laid out strategically in front of the child. So then you think, like, well, clearly the stuffed animal didn't just happen to be there. Like, it's it's there strategically, it's a product that they're advertising. Then you look at the next photo and it's a child and in front of the child are beer glasses and wine glasses and champagne flutes. Like, if everything else is so meticulously laid out, this was there for a reason, right? So if that was a very intentional campaign, it presents a very difficult argument for the office campaign to be accidental, because they were so meticulous with the child campaign to the point where they hired a photographer who specialized in that artistic style. So it was a very meticulous approach. So then, so had to be the office campaign. The random book about cannibalistic sacrifices of children and the, you know, the court case on virtual child pornography. Like, it becomes a little too coincidental. It becomes intentional. And usually in a setting like that, the the creative directors, the art directors, the strategists, whoever is on set, their producers, designers, they have to be like very strategic in what they put into those images and in what they put onto that set, right? But all of that gets approved before people start taking pictures. It's like, is that book okay over there? Or what about this? The Balenciaga team has to walk around and make sure that everything makes sense. There's nothing out of place. There's nothing, you know, that would create a negative image of their brand that would then lower their value or affect somebody's reputation. They have to consider all of these things. So because they have a very intentional presence with what they do, I just don't think it's an accident. I think they're using the photographers and the set designer here at, and the, the agents as scapegoats so that they don't have to accept responsibility. Um, and even when something is shot, even after that, it goes through multiple rounds of approval. It goes to retouchers back and forth. Retouch that, retouch that. Oh shit, we forgot. We can't go reshoot that. So we have to retouch it out. You know, it goes through so many rounds and iterations and revisions and approvals and denials and approvals and revisions before you and I, as consumers, get to see it. Furthermore, what doesn't help the case, specifically in like the children photo shoot, is the fact that parents were on set and the parents were Balenciaga employees. So kids, in order to be featured in the shoot, have to get approval from, from parents, right? So they're on, the parents are on set and the parents work for Balenciaga. So the parents must know the concept and are completely okay with it, which is what some of them actually said to the press. They were like, well, we found the concept to be completely okay. And it's like, all right, except a campaign was just released before this was released. And it had to do with some themes that didn't, that were, were quite a, you know, horrific. And now these themes are being showcased here in this in this campaign. And you don't see a common thread, but you work for the company. Something about that is off to me as well, unless that was used as kind of like a a PR statement to try to create some more controversy um, 
and more discussion. I think it backfired, honestly. Um, and it really like didn't work <laughs> very well in their favor. Um, but I think Balenciaga needs to accept responsibility and say, you know, if this campaign was created for artistic purposes, right. And they wanted to make a statement about something and it just didn't land, which happens all the time with advertisements. It happens all the time. And a very basic example, you see a billboard and the text is too small and you can't read it. And if you try to read it, you're going to crash into the car in front of you, right? That's a very basic example, but that's an ad that didn't land. And in this particular case, they could have also accepted responsibility and said, this is what we were trying to do. It didn't work. And we apologize greatly. We take this seriously. Instead, they released like a half-assed statement. They were like, we're so sorry. We cannot believe the photographer, the set designer did this. We do not condone this. Bam, lawsuit. Like, but there was no, ex, 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 you know, there was no acceptance of responsibility on their part that like, well, they hired the photographer. Even if you want to say, if you want to blame the photographer, which, okay, you could say, yes it was wrong of the photographer and the set designers to participate in this concept, right? They could have said, um, we find this offensive. We don't think this is right. Yes, it's a big check, but they could have said, we don't want to participate, right? They could have said that because typically they're hired to execute an already approved concept, which just so happened to feature all this bullshit, right? So they could have been like, we don't want to participate. This is not a good idea. This could hurt our reputation. This is not something we believe in. They could have said that, but they didn't, right? Sure, maybe we can put blame on them for that. However, to put the sole blame on them for for the campaign is not right. It's also Balenciaga's job to say, well, we hired these people and we hired them for a campaign that we already approved. I don't know that for certain, obviously, because I don't work there, but I would just assume just because of how it works in the industry that all of that was already approved beforehand. But they didn't accept responsibility. They just treated somebody else as the scapegoat. And now the photographer, who also has a history of photographing children, which now looks weird and suspicious simply because of this campaign, now his reputation is, is ruined. Can he bounce back? We don't know. Can the agency who represents them bounce back? We don't know. What about the set designer? Are their careers ruined? What about Balenciaga? What do they get out of this? A slap on the wrist? Like, I think the bigger issue at hand also is that we are amidst a larger conversation that has been kind of in peak in peak discussion since really 2019 um, with Jeffrey Epstein and child exploitation and human trafficking and um, now the Ghislaine Maxwell uh, hearing and trial and all of those things. And then a company, a large company with a lot of influence and a lot of funds. Um, but more importantly, a lot of influence on our minds and our, our, our media and our perception of things is possibly saying that this is glamorous and exploiting children is cool and fun and like artistic and 
it's triggering to people. It can re-traumatize people. And like I said before, I've said this in the, um, I've said this on TikTok and, and Instagram about uh, when Kanye was making anti-Semitic remarks and there were companies that were using that kind of the, to their advantage. Like, oh, well, you know, we do support Jews, buy our stuff. Like, Brands and businesses do use our trauma to their financial advantage. And we as consumers have to be really careful with that. And if you are working on the creative team or a marketing team for a company, it is your job to speak up, to say something. If you don't like what you see, if you think something isn't right, you run the risk of, yes, losing your job. And that may be a difficult risk, like, like, proceed at whatever risk you feel comfortable but when it's something concerning kids especially kids that are now like child models that will eventually grow up and be adults and and have to be explained like what this campaign was that they were modeling in like um it affects more than just you know the consumer it affects also people everybody involved and it can affect you if you're on the team and you approve something like that so there's a lot to unpack um I just thought I would contribute my unsolicited opinion that was very much requested (laughs) I appreciate it but um you know it's a difficult thing because they could have been doing it for artistic purposes, but just knowing the the controversial and polar, polarizing history of the marketing of Balenciaga, it's very likely that this could have been like just an excuse to get people talking. It's just that they chose the wrong topic at the wrong time and um, one that is very hurtful and one that concerns kids that have a future um, and whose lives are, are just beginning and God forbid they begin with trauma. So this is just a note to all my marketers out there, like have some sense of advocacy for people. And like we are advertising and marketing to human beings and we ourselves are human beings. And like, that's something that needs to be remembered. Um, And if you're a consumer, like just be very careful about like what you're buying into and what you're supporting. It's also a consumer's job to kind of like fight back too, um, which I think is amazing that in this particular case it was done. I think initially started by consumers. And um, so it's just about being mindful that advertising, you know, and media can be uh, a detrimental tool. But I'm curious to hear what's going to happen to Balenciaga after this. I have my thoughts. I think that they're honestly going to bounce back just fine, unfortunately, but that's just been the pattern with them and everybody else in their, in their position of power. Um, Our society prefers power and money over the lack thereof. Um, So I think they're going to bounce back just fine. It may take a little longer than normal, but they're going to be back with another controversial thing. Maybe not as bad as this. Maybe they'll learn the lesson. Maybe they won't. I don't know. 
But curious to hear what you think. Obviously, there's no right or wrong. We're just sharing opinions. That's what I'm doing here. Um, so if you want to DM me, I will put my Instagram in the show notes. You can always DM me about any episode and your thoughts. Um, very open to discussing. And that's honestly how most topics for this podcast come out is from conversations I have with you in the DMs or like over text or in the comments on TikTok or Instagram. So keep it coming. I love hearing your responses to things and how you think this is going to play out. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.